creative banter. Hey guys. Woo. This is Madeline. And Harley. And Heather. And we are three photographers hosting Creative Banter. We want to bring a voice to the obstacles and topics that small and creative business owners have while working towards success. You can find Creative Banter on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Banter Podcast. Email us at creativebanterpodcast at gmail.com or find our website at creativebanter.wix.com slash podcast. Please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It helps new people find our podcast and we'll each do a happy dance every time we get a new review. Thank you so much and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, today we have Lindsay Rose of Mom's Best Friend Dallas Fort Worth. And right now it's a really important time to bring her on and talk about what she does because it could help a lot of people out there, which we'll get into, but it's definitely going to relate to what's happening with COVID and work-life balance and having kids. So Lindsay, will you just introduce us real quick about who you are, where you're from and what you do? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here today um, with you girls. So thank you. And um, yeah. So I am the executive vice president of Mom's Best Friend, Dallas and Fort Worth. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's been great to be able to connect, of course, like you said, with so many families um, just over the COVID-19 kind of crisis. But really, we've been in operation for 22 years here in Dallas and Fort Worth. So um, we are a full suite household staffing agency working with families to offer them in-home care. Oh, it's amazing. 22 years. That's 22 long- years. Yeah. And our senior care division has actually uh, been in existence for 11 years. So just a wow. lot of longevity, a lot of relationships uh, in that 22 years of existence for sure. That is amazing. So just like a very quick summary, what would you say, like if it was on the bio of the website, what mom's best friend is? Yeah. So I think a lot of people, they definitely know us as, uh, or they would call us a nanny agency. That's probably what we're most popular with. And probably like our bread and butter is really, uh, uh, you know, we partner with families when they want to hire a part-time or full-time nanny. Um, So that would be, like I said, our bread and butter, but we're actually a full suite household staffing agency. So when families want to hire, of course, nannies, babysitters, also um, full-time and part-time housekeepers, estate managers, household managers, personal assistants, um, chefs, butlers. I mean, really anything, wow. anybody that you would hire for your home is uh, what we partner with families on. That's so, cool. um, and a lot of people don't know about us. It's so funny. Even last week I was talking to a client, like, I thought you only, you know, we're a nanny agency. And that is what a lot of people know us as, but we're, yeah, full suite household staffing agency. We actually also have a um, very large senior care department. So we partner with, um, families and senior loved ones all over Dallas and Fort Worth who want to stay in their homes. And so we provide in-home senior care. So, and that's been, you know, I will tell you, our senior care business has grown so much during this COVID-19 crisis. Of course, our nanny and babysitter side of our business, that's definitely grown as well, but senior care as well, just because in the media and um, just all of the stories around facilities and assisted facilities and uh, independent living, you know, people are bringing their loved ones home. So we're able to step in and provide them with in-home senior care like never before. Man, y'all are in a really important market right now. Not only just in general with like the ages of like people Mm -hmm. getting older, like a large population is getting older and needing care, but also during COVID. So like y'all are an incredible business at the moment. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't really know 
you know, of course, like the rest of the world on March 16th, when it felt like the world shut down. Yeah. We didn't know how things were going to go. I mean, if you would have told me, you know, that we would be sitting where we are, you know, success wise over the past five months, I mean, really, it has been an incredible journey. I mean, we have, I feel like I've aged. I, I went and got my hair done last <laughs> week and I'm like, I think I have a lot of gray hairs. Um, oh yeah. Stressed, but yeah, you know, we've had a lot of opportunities to serve more families than ever before, which has just been a, a great blessing and something that we yeah. just don't take for granted and are super thrilled about. And of course it's just continuing on. So that is amazing. Okay, so before we get more into details on this, um, we have five questions for you that we ask every guest, and they're really fun. Okay. Harley, do you okay. have them pulled up, or do you want me to read them? I always have them pulled up. <laughs> of course. Okay, Harley, let's go. All right, Lindsay, what is your favorite person? Okay, you know, I listened to your podcast, so I kind of <laughs> cheated here and um, knew some of the questions that were going to be asked. So, I mean, sorry, but you know what? I am not um, much of a cursor. I got a four-year-old. So like, I've got this little yeah. four-year-old walking behind me at all times of the day that uh, repeats every little thing that I say. So yeah. um, no, but we do have a funny thing that we kind of always talk about in the office. We're not much of, um, you know, the cussers around here, but some days when it gets kind of crazy and, uh, you know, clients and caregivers are giving us a run for our money. We always say, okay, it's national cuss day, whatever, wh however you want to say it or whatever you want to say is all good here in the office today. So, um, but that's yeah, amazing. that's a funny question. I knew y'all were going to ask me that, but <laughs> hey, if I, uh, I, you know, everything I say, my little four-year-old repeats. So yeah. not much of a cusser. <laughs> nope. Do you have that like a favorite sense. pseudo cuss word? Like mm. heck, instead of saying hell or something like that? Mm. Probably. Yeah. Like, Oh my goodness. I don't know. Yeah. What the heck? Uh, yep. um, you know, dad gummit. I don't know. Something like that. So I when I was in junior high, we, okay. So I grew up in California. So that's, that's okay. kind of because the word, like a very Californian word, but, uh, we couldn't say hell. Right. And so that was when I was growing up was around the time that like people really started saying hella. I don't know if you. Oh yeah. I came from like, that's hella good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd be saying that, but we weren't allowed to say that at school. So I remember <laughs> instead of saying like hella cool or whatever, one of the girls came up with hecka bomb. Oh, <laughs> so we used to say that all the time. That's so I'm going to start saying that. It's a good one. That's yeah. adorable. That's so hilarious. Okay. okay. Next question. Okay. What is the very first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Mm. Probably check my phone, check my email, which is kind of lame. But I will say I'm a mom of a four-year-old and a one-year-old. So a lot of times I get jolted out of like my kids, like staring like this close to my face, like this yeah. morning. And I wake up <laughs> that, like him breathing on me. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it's just trying to deal with the four-year-old in front of of me or the one-year-old that's crying but you know when I actually can wake up on my own time like probably check my phone or um yeah go to the bathroom something yeah one of those yep. two yeah I try to lay in bed and hide out as long as I can before somebody needs like a bottle or food or oh, something so does your four-year-old like come in your room and just like stare at you till you wake up <laughs> okay not all the time but I will say that recently um 
he's kind of a night owl, like his dad. And it'll be really freaky because I'll be like sound asleep. And then you'll just hear like the door, like really like <laughs> creak open, like really creepily. Mm-hmm. And he's short and my bed's up high. So like, <laughs> it's kind of creepy because I'm like, oh, it like, kind of looks like a ghost is opening the door. Right up. It. And it's him. And you hear like, mom, mom, I, I need some juice or I got to pee or, you know, just like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And then you can't sleep after. So, oh yeah, it's always something. I mean, you know, this morning I was sleeping so soundly and yeah, he wanted to watch a show. So like I wake up and it's like, mom, I really want to watch Paw Patrol. You know, he's like right here in my face. I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah, That's like <laughs> my biggest fear is having someone staring at me while it's like, it's legitimately up there. Like in my top three is like having people watch me sleep. So you describing <laughs> that is just like, <laughs> it's really creepy. Like I, a couple months ago, I woke up to like, I, I really, I'm a light sleeper so this hardly ever happens but like literally he sneezed in my face like that's how I woke up honestly there's nothing real glamorous about being a mom like it's just yeah but it's like the epitome of being a mom is like waking up to a sneeze on your face yeah you're just like oh okay good morning like what (laughs) so funny my dog I have a German Shepherd and like where our bed sits is like right where his face the height of his face Mm -hmm. so he'll when he gets really excited in the morning he'll just stare at me but sometimes he gets really close but then he sneezes right into my mouth Ugh, this mm. is like yummy mm. <laughs> uh so if you weren't doing what you do now then what would you be doing you know it's funny because in my previous career I was a dance coach for a lot of years I actually started the dance program at Dallas Baptist University and coached that um for four years and then went and I was having babies and um moved to my hometown and started coaching at Liberty Christian School in Argyle Texas and I actually also um ran and owned Thunder Extreme Dance in Denton, Texas. Um, they're Thunder Extreme Cheer. You might know that from Cheer Athletics. Um, and so I ran the dance program there. And so um, long story short, I just really, it was really hard to kind of have like a family life and do that um, just because so many things happen at night. And I had young kids and that, you know, the dance world always has my heart because it's something like creative and fun and, um so probably I'd go back to being a dance coach, <laughs> but I have no plans of doing it. And honestly, I hope I never have to in my life because it is a lot of work and it is a lot of girl drama and um, yeah, yeah, just kind of a tough world to be in. It's really <laughs> tough. And you have to do a lot of early weekend stuff and competitions and travel nights and weekends. That's really yeah. why I stopped, you know, the competitive dance program was just because it required a lot of nights and weekends. And I really like being at home with my families on the nights and weekends. Yeah. So, and working at a college, I worked with Dallas Baptist university for a lot of years and started their dance program. And, you know, everything in college is at night. So mm-hmm. um, I actually ran their Greek life program too. And like they're, Meetings were like 10 o'clock at night, you know. Oh what? my gosh, you were I want to be asleep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you did you go to Dallas Baptist? I did, yeah. Okay. My husband and I met at Dallas Baptist, uh, graduated yeah. from DBU in 2008. 
Awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and were you in a sorority? No, actually I started their Greek life program. So oh, you started at, okay. Yeah. So I wow. started their Greek life program and then ran it until I left the university. Um, so yeah. Um, so they didn't have any sororities or fraternities. And when I left, they had 11 and I think they still have the same 11 there, uh, operating. So I've oh. been gone for about seven years now. You did a lot there. there. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, yeah, I had a lot of energy back then and I was young and could work 80 hour weeks, but man, um, (laughs) I really wanted to start a family. And, um, then I started, you know, having my two boys and that kind of took over a lot. That changed your priorities and your energy and focus. Totally. Yeah. 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 How do you take your coffee? Oh my gosh, I knew you were going to ask me that too. I <laughs> I don't drink coffee, um, so I don't, but I'm always looking for a good Coke or Diet Coke or something, some type of caffeine in the mornings for sure. Who or what inspired you before you started doing what you're doing? You know what? I have had a really great privilege of having a lot of um, women just really like mentor me and inspire me throughout the days. But I would say like a lot of my inspiration, especially for what I do right now is on a daily basis, I work with working parents, working moms specifically, who um, are just trying to navigate juggle, juggling both, you know, their careers and trying to be, um, you know, a mom. And it's tough. I mean, I always knew that I would be a working mom. I love working. And man, I love having my two boys and being a mom. So I think a lot of inspiration comes from just understanding that our world being a working mom is just complicated and it's scary sometimes and you want to be all things to all people. And so I, I think I, I gain a lot of still inspiration from the working mom and working parent. And, um, you know, I, I saw my mom, uh, my mom stayed home with us a lot of years, but she was also a working mom as well. So I saw her mm. navigate that life and, um, saw her be successful with that. And, um, so yeah, that's really cool. Um, so my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and I feel like what you grow up seeing can definitely inspire you. So like that you had a working mom and see her succeed, how that inspired you is really cool. Yeah. And then like how it makes you want to make sure that like people can do that, moms can do that, and like yeah. not have like uh, like stress or like emotional guilt or exhaustion from doing it. Totally. I mean, and mom guilt is like, is so difficult. And yeah. I'd be lying if I said, I don't feel that a lot too. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is just, you have to kind of suppress that and, and really like seek the truth of that. Like, yes, but it, it's tough. So I, you know, it is, it's hard being a mom and being a career. And a lot of people don't understand it, especially, uh, you know, parents and moms who choose to not go to work and not be career moms. Um, but it really is a calling and it's something that I feel very passionate about. And I really do feel passionate about making a way for working moms to be able to do it all. There actually yes. is a way and the way is asking for help and whether that yeah. be family or friends. And, you know, I remember everyone told me before I became a mom, you know, you're going to want to do it all and it's going to be impossible. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to ask for help. And what are you talking about? And man, something happens when you birth this child and all of a sudden you think you can just do it all. And then you get burned out and you get, you know, depression hits and things like that. When really, if I think more moms would choose to reach out and ask for help, um, you know, I think 
it might just be easier, you know, on everyone. So that's what I did. I, I asked for help from family and friends and, um, you know, I hired a nanny to help me juggle it all. And so there is a way, and, and that's what I feel most called to making a way for women to be able to do it all. Some, some moms, I will tell you being a stay at home mom is probably the hardest job on this earth and on this planet. And I am like, Oh my, I cannot yeah. even imagine, you know, that world is very tough and it's a true calling and really, um, you know, you really have to search yourself and search your soul and like what, how you're made and what you feel like your life's calling is. And so whether that be a stay at home mom or a working mom, and I even think the stay at home moms need to ask for help too. I mean, you know, we work with a lot of moms who've chosen to stay home with their kiddos and sometimes they need to go out and get their nails done or just need a break and need like a day, like a mental break day. And so on our babysitter side of things, you know, sometimes they just need us a couple days a week or one day a week to just come in and give them that refresher, that break so that they can go back in and jump in and be the mom that you're called to be. And um, so I think on all sides of the, you know, working women, especially juggling, juggling mommyhood is, um, you know, asking for help is just going to be, I think, in all of our best interests. And um, so feel super passionate about that for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So I, a few years ago, I was an au pair, which is similar to a nanny. Um, It's like less work than a nanny, but you live with a family in a different country. For those that don't know what au pair is, you live with them, they pay your rent and like your board, basically, they provide all meals for you and you take pay, but it's very low. But like you sign up for the experience to be in a new country and like live with a family. So I went to Italy and it was only one kid at the time and he was two and a half and really chill. It was super fun and easy and the family was cool. And the thing is she worked from home, but she couldn't work from home while having a kid. So what I did was I stayed with the kid on the other half of the house while she worked or we went to the park or to his grandparents Mm-hmm. So that she didn't, so she could have that time away because she didn't have an office she could go to. And I feel like it's kind of like a thing that's probably happening to a lot of women right now. A oh lot of moms. So, um, yeah, that was an interesting solution that she found worked well for her as a mom. So she could have that balance. Um, totally. It was really and cool. I, a lot of parents, I mean, even now more than ever are working from home. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's a lot of, Hey, I think at first, you know, it was kind of like a little bit of a honeymoon period, like, you know, COVID kind of happened middle of March and everyone's like, I'm just going to juggle working and taking care of my kids. And so we saw them kind of do that for a couple of weeks. And then the honeymoon period kind of ended and they're, you know, it's really hard to navigate a career and be a hundred percent to that. And also no matter what your kids' ages are to also have kids that need you and that need your time and attention and, you know, you don't want to just put them in front of a TV all day. And um, so it, it, it was kind of a little bit of a honeymoon period at first. And then we started getting the calls that were like, help, help me, you know, I'm working from home, but man, I need some, some childcare. And fortunately for us, all of our nannies, babysitters, and senior care care partners are all considered essential employees, especially in the Dallas um, stay at home orders. And so they were all able to go to work and serve families still. And so um, that was a huge blessing to us. And I know for the families that we were able to serve, but yeah, a lot of the working parents who offices are kind of shut down now and they're working from home and the nannies are having to navigate that and uh, really kind of step up to the plate and make sure that 
they're able to do their work and the children are occupied on the other side of the house or outside or what, you know, whatever needs to happen there. Yeah. Because typically a nanny would go to the house at mm-hmm. whatever like time, like seven thirty, thirty 30 minutes before the mom starts working, mm-hmm. take the kids to the library and then a splash park and then maybe to like a picnic and then maybe they come home. But now it's like, you can't really go anywhere Right. So I guess nannies are having to be pretty creative and um, work around those changes as well. And parks were closed down. So like, I mean, everyone was scrapping for what do we do? You know, where do we go? I mean, it's great for the families that have a big backyard, but what about the families that live in a condo in Dallas or what about one extra room? That's it. (laughs) One extra playroom. And they're just, you know, can't do anything. It was very tough. And, um, you know, luckily our nannies are just extreme professionals and just kind of rise to the occasion and just started whipping out the crafts and the educational activities and, you know, doing all the things to try to occupy their little minds and time. But it it has been a long five months. So I think a lot of them are very excited that parks are starting to open back, back up and, other businesses are opening back up. You know, I know the big thing is everyone just wears a mask and Hey, as long as the kids are getting out, you know, a lot of families are cool with them going and doing things. So yes, that's actually something we've had a conversation around myself and one of the other people who I work with at the gym is when, when is like the mental health or like, and the um, social development of the kids, like when does that start being equally or more important than Right. Like everybody's safety, mm-hmm. because I know a lot of like our kids and a lot of them are a little bit older. They're not like littles, but a lot of our kids were and I'm sure kids across the country were just like feeling very, very like isolated, not getting social yeah. interaction. Now their social development is set behind, you know, significantly if they're young. Right. Six months is a long time if you're little. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can I can speak into that just for my four year old. I mean, I don't have school age children, but I know for him, man, we saw it, he struggled. I mean, he goes to um, First Baptist in their program three days a week. And there's the, you know, he's just at home with his parents. And of course, he's got a little brother, but he was really missing out on just the social aspect and just trying to get into a groove and um, just the learning aspect that they do that young being that young is so important. So you know, we were really excited when, when his program kind of opened back up, but yeah, I mean, the mental health of children is so important and families are having to really navigate all these big decisions right now. I mean, do we send our kids back to school or do we do connected learning? And, you know, there's really no right answer. And we all just as moms and something I feel super passionate about is just having so much grace for every single decision that parents are faced with moms and dads right now. Um, And everyone has a different family dynamic. I mean, some families have to choose connected learning because they have a parent who um, has an autoimmune disease. And so it's super important that they try to keep their family at home as much as possible. Um, You know, and then other families, you know, really have no issue with sending their kids back to school. So I always tell parents and and a lot of parents will call and say, I just don't know what to do. We're like, well, whatever decision you decide for your family is the best decision. Yeah. You have to feel good about that. And we support that. And we are cheerleading you on those decisions. And 
I just, I feel like during this time, everyone's got to just offer everyone just a extra level of grace and understanding because man, we're all navigating this very unknown time and it's, it's very complicated. Yeah. What is the typical like situation where a mom calls for y'all's services and says like, I need a nanny or like a part-time nanny or whatever. Like what would be the typical like ask that they have and um, like the main, um, like the reason that they come to y'all than anyone else maybe? Yeah, those are great questions. So I would say the majority of the people that call us are looking for your traditional full-time nanny. Okay. Uh, so your Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. you know, seven to five, eight to five type of role, I would say would be the majority. We also get the part-time roles as well, where, you know, mom only needs help from eight to two. Um, you know, some that would be considered kind of a part-time role for us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. So really just a kind of around the board. And I will tell you that we're a boutique staffing agency. So we kind of take every single call and its uniqueness and every family kind of different. Every family has different needs and times and everyone's really trying to work it out uh, time-wise, but also their budget-wise and things like that. Um, So, but I would say probably our typical ask is that full-time nanny role. Right now we're getting a lot of... um, families who are choosing to do connected learning. So they're wanting a nanny to help their students kind of walk walk through the ISD's curriculum. So a little bit of an elevated nanny. Can we pause for just a sec? When you say, you said connected learning, is that online school basically? Exactly. Yeah. The online. Yep. Exactly. A lot of uh, e-learning, connected learning, a lot of districts are giving. Yeah. Term for it. I just want to make sure that that's that was what you were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of complicated. It's all this new like verbiage, you know. Yeah, it's learning yeah. all the new, the new normal, you know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, a lot of edu- uh, roles. We just place a full time educator in South Lake. So a lot of families that are, you know, whatever for whatever reason they're choosing to hire an educator for their home. Um. So just really across the board, so many different people needing so many different things. A lot of them are doing learning pods instead of sending their kids back to school. They're creating learning pods with like neighbors or family or friends. So instead of sending them back with hundreds of kids, they're creating these like five person learning pods. So they're hiring a learning pod coordinator to make sure all the kids are on task and turning in their assignments and just all of this new you know, kind of creative ideas that parents are are digging into right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting a lot of questions about that, that right now. So, and then your, yeah, then your other question was, why would they use us as opposed to other agencies? Um, you know, parents have a lot of options right now, which is great. Our world, we have a lot of options. Um, and a lot of people ask me that question, what kind of separates us from everyone else? I, I think a lot of it has to do with just our mission, who we are as people. I mean, you know, I wake up every day and I know our team does as well. We're on like, we're on calling, like we are on mission to serve Mm. families. Um, You're trustworthy and have a good reputation. Yes. I always tell people, I am never going to send a nanny to your house that I wouldn't also send to my house. And that kind of can speak volumes right there. 
Uh, and then also just, we've got 22 years of experience under our belt. So a lot of agencies have been around for one year, two years, three years, five years. I mean, we've got 22 years. So the name mom's best friend in Dallas and Fort Worth mean, means a lot to a lot of people. And so I think that's probably what separates us is just the most is just the longevity of our company and just the relationships. I mean, that's the big thing about is whether you use us or not, if you get us on the phone, like we're going to try to build a strong relationship with you and just hope that if you use us, then you would come back to us or refer us. And um, so a lot of our clients are word of mouth and yeah, referrals and things like that. When that makes sense. When people are looking to hire you, did you hire like by the day, by the week, by the month, or is it just whatever like that family may foresee their need being? They can talk to you about what that is. Is it all custom? How's yeah, kind. Of, that's a great question. Kind of all all of the above and everything. Um, we do have like a temporary babysitting uh, side of our company, which is actually under the brand College Sitters Northwest Dallas. So babysitters, yeah, we're like, if you just need like one off care for a day or maybe just a week or school holidays or whatever it might be, it's kind of babysitters type temporary care. And then our mom's best friend permanent placement department actually does where you want to hire like a nanny that's going to be with your family for five years or three years, or maybe just one year. And it's that nanny. So those are kind of your career nannies. I mean, where you and I have chosen the professions that we have, these nannies have chosen to be a nanny as their career. So they're super passionate. They're the best of the best. We take about 15% of the candidates that apply to our, our company. So, I mean, these really are like your nanny pop, your Mary Poppins, you know? So um, anyway, so that, that's kind of really probably answering your question. All of the above. We customize care. Okay. What, what kind of qualifications do you look for in your nannies? Like, do you require stay? Do you require... That's a great question. Yeah, all of our nannies go through a 10-step screening process. And I think that's why that's why people mainly use us is because we have a very extreme vetting process. And it, that is also what sets us apart from anyone else. And uh, one of our big competitors is Care.com. I mean, to be really quite honest with you, because you can go to Care.com and um, you know find caregivers. Now, are they vetted? Are they safe? Um, I, you know, we've all, we don't know. We've all read a lot of news station uh, news reports that you know there's always the different cases that come out of that. And yeah. so, under our company, why a lot of people hire us is just the vetting process. I mean, their background—they go through five different background checks, state and federal level. They um, have to have clear driving records. They have to have at least three glowing in-home career nanny references for us to even consider them to be a part of our pool. Wow. So. Um, yeah, so I think that is probably what separates us the most and why people use us. Um, just quality caregivers. And then our job is to really find the right fit for that family, personality-wise. That's really mm-hmm. the hardest part. It's not yeah. vetting. I mean, these people are super safe. You can know anyone showing up at your door is, um, you know, been background checked and reference checked and all that. But it's finding the right personality for that family, for that for that. Yep to have a long-term relationship with them that's Um, awesome can we talk about a little bit about like how pricing works are you okay going into that at all like sure uh like maybe an average of like if someone's looking to hire an any for a year what they can a rough yeah yeah that's a great question i don't mind talking about that at all um 
It kind of depends family to family, I will say. Um, and I don't say that as like a cop out to saying yeah. like what the pricing yeah. is, but it really depends family to family because if you're hiring a full-time nanny, it's really kind of up to the family what they want to pay. Now, our nannies really don't, I mean, since they are career focused nannies, I would say most of them want to be paid anywhere from eight to $25 an hour. So as a family, they're hiring a nanny kind of based on their budget and around, you know, kind of what they want to pay for them, like kind of longevity wise, like the more you pay, of course, the more that person's going to want to stay with your family and work with your family long term. And, but we work with families across the board that want to pay caregivers certain amounts. And you're going to find nannies that really are across the board as well. Now, a lot of the seasoned nannies who have 25 years of experience under their belts and a lot of them are going to want to be paid certain amounts but then you also have the younger nannies you know upper 20s who you know is okay with making $20 an hour I mean it really just kind of depends so as an agency we have like a membership fee that you pay to the agency and then um and then once we're kind of matchmakers so we match um a caregiver with a family and then the family will actually pay us an agency fee and a placement fee. Um, once that match has been made and then that employee is their employee. They pay them. They're a W2 employee of their family. And so, um, they will put them on payroll and pay them directly. However they wish to do that, you know, every week, every two weeks, every month kind of depends family to family. Now our side of the business, I will say is different. We employ all of those babysitters. They work directly Mm. for our company. And so that temporary babysitting, we've got probably 180 sitters in Dallas and Fort Worth that work directly for us that just kind of want one-off jobs, supplemental income uh, type of situation. And so we employ them. They're W-2 employees of our company and we take on all the taxes and liability and insurance and things like that there. Oh, cool. Okay. That's awesome. What is like your typical, I'm sure it's like different all the time, but say like if you wanted to summarize your day as your specific job within this company, what does that look like? Yeah. So I oversee all the day-to-day operations in the company. So um, I uh, work with our entire team of directors. So we have directors, permanent placement director. uh, We have an executive assistant. We have a recruiting director, director of senior care, um, our director of temporary placements. And so I operate all of our day-to-day operations. Really, I operate the, you know, all the comings and goings and issues and putting out fires. And that's probably my day-to-day is really just kind of like putting out fires, solving issues, um, you know, talking people off a ledge, you know. Yeah not an easy job what we do we we work with a lot of different personalities a lot of different clients and caregivers so it is a tough job it is a tough industry to be in so a lot of mentorships you know i was lucky enough to have a lot of women mentors in my life and still mm. do to this day and i'm super grateful for it but you know i have uh, seasoned employees that work for us but also really young employees that work for us too so a lot of my job is just the mentorship aspect. And, um, you know, I want every single employee that ever works for me to be able to leave our company and just be stronger and better and be able to jump into this crazy world that we live in and uh, make an impact in business or in whatever career that they choose, even outside of our company. So a lot of it is, is mentorship. And then, you know, I handle all of the really difficult conversations, you know, around with clients or caregivers and 
you know, different things like that. So a lot so, of issue solving. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a lot of communication and it's an emotional industry. So that definitely adds like that heightened like sensitivity. Right. Um, okay. I have a question because, you know, earlier you were saying how y'all do anything for your household. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like nanny and babysitting, but that's like y'all's main, like your main squeeze. Okay. I was just thinking in my mind, I was like, all the things y'all could be doing. Yeah. You happen to have any single dads that sign up with y'all? You know, it's funny. We have definitely had the single dad that signs up for us. I love it. You probably got that idea when I said we're matchmakers because, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely not one of our offerings. But um, it's funny because we have had the single dad. Actually, I think that we have a lot of single dads that work for us. And a lot of them maybe are going through a divorce or yeah. on the outside of a divorce. But they are, you know, CEOs of companies and require yep. that additional child care, especially when they have their children living with them for that week or weekend yep. or whatever. So, Yes, we do have, we work with a lot of single dads and that's hilarious because, um, you know, I actually, our director of temporary placements is young and she's got a super cute boyfriend and is, um, you know, just super happy, but we've definitely had single dads, I think like flirt with some of our, you know, internal employees, all of our employees are all women. And so we definitely have the occasional flirtatious single dad for sure. That is. (laughs) So funny. What is one of the the more unique things that y'all offer that just not as asked about or maybe like marketed, but it's just something that y'all do. Like you said, like cooking services or any type of household stuff. Like what is something that y'all do that is just very unique, but just not as popular? Yeah, I would say probably like our personal assistants. Um, We do make, you know, a few personal assistant kind of um, matches a year, but it's not as a lot of people just don't know that we do it. And we, we have sent, you know, we send emails out again, a lot of people just will always see us as a nanny agency and that's it. And, um, because that's what they've known us for. That's really, you know, what I would say we built our name on, but assistance because we have a lot of really great personal assistant candidates and when someone opens a PA, um, job with us. I mean, we send them so many candidates, their head spins, and these are quality, amazing people who really have a passion for being a personal assistant. So I would say, I wish people would know that because I know a lot of people hire personal assistants, even for their job them personally. And, um, so man, that's a huge offering that we do that I wish people would tap into for sure. Oh, that's so interesting. Do you have people that hire like a nanny, a personal assistant, and then maybe something else through you like actually use like a full, like lifestyle service from y'all or it is usually just like a one client I would say a lot of families do kind of like a dual a lot of them will hire a full-time nanny and also a full-time housekeeper I would say like our number two um in the permanent household staffing department our number two would be housekeepers uh we have an incredible pool of executive housekeepers that really can work with families across the board I mean some families want like a once a week housekeeper twice a week some families hire a seven day a week housekeeper for their homes. Wouldn't it be nice? I would wow. really like a housekeeper. A house. House. <laughs> yeah. You need that. Um, the, yeah. the ladies and I in the office always joke like what, if we were just, you know, rolling in the money, what would we hire for our homes? And oh. every single person's either like a chef. Yes. Or a housekeeper. Just like, save that time. And it's the stuff you don't want to do yeah. like the cleaning and the cooking. And it's just, right. Oh, 
kind of dream. So I would say a lot of people hire like the nanny housekeeper role um, or hire like a nanny and a housekeeper. Um, But yeah, we do have families that we are fully staffed on. Nanny, housekeeper, personal assistant, things like that. Oh, that's awesome. Have y'all seen, have y'all had to adapt like any of the way y'all offer packages or created any new offers for people during COVID or y'all getting hit with like a surge in customers or like how has that looked for y'all in the last few months when it comes to like business and um, customer experience? Yeah, I love when people ask me that question. Um, So yes, we... um, we did have to pivot. I will say we ha- we did not have to pivot as hard as we originally thought we were going to. Okay. At first, we were like, man, we we're going to have to start offering. We, we started doing like concierge service. Um, we really started just creating plans to pivot. I mean, I'm a big pivoter. I mean, if your business is yep. being affected by something going on in the world, you can save it just by doing like a very, uh, you know, light pivot and save that company. Yes. You know, I would say at first we definitely tried to dig into that, but we didn't have to pivot as much. Uh, we did start our concierge service. We did start working with families on their placement fees and really working around, um, you know, just different offerings around that. But we honestly figured out pretty quick that we didn't have to do that, that we really, we had a need um, that families, you know, families really needed us. Yeah. Started needing us at an all-time high. And so we kept our mission and our vision and our goals the same. And we just laser focused on them and just started continuing to provide excellent care for families and Mm. at an all-time high. So I think the main thing that we started doing is we really needed to hire a lot of people very quickly and find quality candidates that wanted to work. And so that was and still is the difficult part of our job because we can get the clients all day long, but we have to have the candidates to back it up and to send to their homes. And so um, we have a great recruiting team and all of our directors and our director of recruiting. And that's probably where we had to pivot the most, I would say. Yeah. Wow. Um, So you mentioned earlier that like, you're kind of the one who has to go in and clean up some of the messes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Can you share the more interesting stories about that. Are you willing to do that? (laughs) Totally. Yeah. You know, we have, um, I'm trying to even think that's a great question. (laughs) We really don't have a lot of really big messes, but a lot of the issues arise with, um, you know, just trying to find, trying to fit, I would say the biggest, hardest part that we've dealt with over COVID is that families don't want anyone to come to their home that aren't self-isolating and right now aren't doing yeah. anything. Like they're only allowed to come to their homes and then straight back to their homes. And so wow, if they yeah. live with someone or they have a child or a family. And so a lot of the issues arise when that family is a little bit unreasonable about that situation, because that's an unreasonable ask for us to ask yeah. someone to not go to the grocery store or when all of those businesses are open right now. And, you know, we have our, caregivers and our nannies who have families and have kids and so and we don't we don't really ask them about about their personal lives and what they do outside of their jobs and so a lot of the issues right now arise with just you know the unreasonable client who can't wrap their brain around anybody doing anything outside of their family's home so really just kind of bringing them back to reality on 
hey, this nanny is a real person and they have real families and a real life and respecting that. And, you know, if you're at a place in your life where you don't want anyone coming, that's not self-isolating, it may be the best thing for your family. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a phone call here. You're good. Uh, To maybe not hire a nanny because I don't think we're going to find anyone that can stay within your strict rules and regulations and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, right now, those are kind of the fires that we're putting out and things like that. But, you know, always working with families, it's just always a unique experience. Every mom and dad are different. um, And we do work with some interesting folks for sure. um, And just navigating, navigating that and trying to, um, you know, be realistic um, and, and, you know, we're, we're for our caregivers as well, having great employment opportunities. So if we feel like a client is not going to be a great employer and going to treat them like they're hired help and not the career nannies that they are, we just don't work with them. Like yeah. that's just not who we are. Yep. And so a, a lot of conversations around that, unfortunately. What do you feel like is the best, most rewarding part of your job? No, I, and I know I speak for our entire company. I just believe in the family and I just believe in what it represents and what it means. And so every day working with families, like our, our babysitter company, college sitters, um, our mission statement is building stronger families there. And I I love that mission statement because that's what we do every single day in all all of our divisions is really work with families to continue to build within them structures and support systems. And that to me, because I, I love, you know, my family and I grew up in a great family and believe in the family unit and believe very strongly in that. And that's what gets me up every day, helping families every single day. And of course the working mom I'm super passionate about have built a lot of our, you know, business around serving those working parents and just that's probably what gets me up in the morning and off to work and working with our team. And um, so a, a lot of exciting things there and a lot of passion. I believe in our mission. I believe in our vision. I believe in who we are. Um, we are faith based, Bible believing, Christ following people who really want to make a difference in people's lives and don't want to just place warm bodies in their homes like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in placing a warm body in your home. Yeah. I'm interested in placing someone who's going to be a help, um, a helpmate, a, a partner, um, someone that's going to love your kids and love your family and love your senior loved ones, just like you would so that you can go and do whatever it is that you need to do that day. And um, so, yeah, I mean, Super passionate if you can't tell. Yeah. You know what's beautiful about that mission and like how passionate y'all are about it is you're going to attract the people who want that as well, not just the families, but the babysitters and the nannies, because they're going to want to be a part of that family. Every single thing that we do is is based on just the love that we show our clients, but our caregivers too, they know that we care about them and yeah. our job is to find them and place them with families. And when we ever hear that a family isn't treating them right, I mean, that's just not any type of relationship that we want. So, I mean, of course we're super loyal to our clients, but we are equally as loyal to our candidates and our nannies because we know the passion and the heart and the joy filled that they have for other families. And man, we want to place them 
incredible job opportunities. So it, it really is a calling and it's, it, we care about, we, we really do. And I'm not just saying that we really do care about who we work with and, you know, on, on both sides of the coin, clients and caregivers. That's awesome. Thank y'all so much for all your questions. This has been so fun. I think I probably talked your ears off um, about it. Great. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just super passionate about it. I really love working with people. And um, I think that's been just the main thing. And I love like the mentorship aspect of our team. Yeah. Um, you know, we're just, I, it, our team, my team is all women and um, it's just great. I mean, they're just like big hearted people who love serving families and candidates and caregivers. And so it's just really a joy to be able to see them really. I mean, a lot of the things that we do are just really their expertise and their love and their passion for what we do too. Um, but I just appreciate the opportunity for us to talk about who we are. And I mean, who a lot of people don't know us and we've been in Dallas and Fort Worth for 22 years. So I'm like, everyone needs to get on it. Yes. And know about us, so. Y'all are amazing service. Like what y'all offer is incredible. Like, I, I want everyone to know about y'all. I do too. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And, you know, we're just open and willing to talk and, um, you know, love on whoever we have you know, call us and need us and want to just be the great service that we are. We're not a perfect company, but I would say that we work really hard to be good to people and love one another and to be excellent and to take action. Those are our core values and uh, really just to glorify God in our business. I mean, that is honestly the heart and soul behind my business, how we hire people, how I, you know, talk to our employees. We start all of our meetings off with prayer and devotion. And that is an important part of who we are. And I Mm -hmm. think I can attribute a lot of the success of the company based around that. And I, I just believe in it. I believe it's carried us to where we are now. And I think it's going to carry us even further. And, um, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm excited about what the future looks like, uh, serving families. Yeah. Oh, amazing. It has, been um, so, it has really been such a joy to talk to you. Oh, yeah, it like, has. It just, like radiates out of you. I love yeah. It. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate okay. that. Thank you. Are you ready to play a game of this or that? Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Do you know how to play? Uh, yeah. Like dogs or cats or. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Wine or beer? Ooh. I'm a I, wine. A hundred percent. Me too. Uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Tattoos or tattoos? Even though I will say something we didn't talk about, we actually um, also op- own and operate a business in Bail, Colorado. So we have a babysitting service in Bail, Colorado. So it's something I didn't, I realized about halfway through this. I haven't talked about Bail Sitters. Um, but yeah, we have Bail Sitters. So um, yeah, so we get to go to Colorado and kick that off every year. And we have like 60 nannies that work for us in Vales. So fun. I bet the, the houses, like the people they work for have like really great houses. Oh, you know, so they're in a really ritzy, ritzy area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not, oh, yeah. They're not skates. That's for sure if you're going to Vale. So. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. A lot of the hotels, they're like traveling and they're in a hotel and they want to like go out at one night or uh, go skiing one day and want, the, want to leave the kids at the hotel. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. That is cool. Uh, Tattoos or piercings? Oh, you know, I don't really, I, I've got my ears pierced and that's it. I'll say tattoos because my brother, 
um, is uh, super fun. And he's, you know, got lots of cool tattoos. They all have meetings and stuff like that. Like, I don't know about this tattoo thing, but they're like really cool and hip and trendy. I don't have it. There's nothing really that I want to put on my body forever. Like I can't marry into something like that. Like I've tried, but so I'd say like, you know, tattoo. That's cool. Tattoos, they're cool. Uh, Cats or dogs? Mm, I'm allergic to cats, so I have to say dogs. (laughs) Yeah. I'm also allergic to cats, so I would also say dogs. But cats are so lovable and they're so snuggly, and they just want to be your friend. If it was up to my husband or kids, they will say cats. Um, we have a, a yellow lab, Belle. She's Aww. nine and, you know, she's getting a little older. She's a pure breed. So, um, so we, we love Belle and we'll probably always be a lab family. So that's cool. They're good dogs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, glasses or contacts? Mm. Again, I don't have either, but I would say I'd probably, if I had to have glasses, I'd probably do contacts. Mm-hmm. I think or you're one, or something. I think you're one of the first people we've interviewed that doesn't wear glasses or contacts. Yeah, that's I've true. Never, I've always had 20/20 vision. I've never really had to do anything. I say that, and I'm probably going to have to, you know, next get, year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, girl. eventually we all get bad eyes, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> introvert or extrovert? Hmm. I'm kind of an introverted extrovert. I really like being around people, but like I recharge being by myself. Backstreet Boys are in sync. Oh, I love it when people ask me this. In sync, a hundred percent. Nice. Join the party. I love in sync. What's your favorite in sync song? My favorite what? In sync song. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. Um, I don't know. Like you know, my senior year at Liberty Christian School, that's where I graduated high school from, uh, we did our final, like, senior, and this is really cool back then, we thought we were really awesome, but our senior, like, song was to Bye 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 by NSYNC. And that I is it. amazing. We, we were, like, <laughs> all about it, so I guess I'd have to go with that one. Oh, is it Brittany or Christina? Mm, probably Christina. Because? Only because Brittany is kind of freaking me out these days, like, I'm <laughs> kind of worried about her. I'm really, yeah, I know. I follow her on Instagram and I'm always kind of like tilting my head. Like what is going on here? I know. That's how I feel too. Having a rough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, early bird or night owl? Early bird. I'm up before anyone, you know, except for when my kids in my face. Yeah. But I love, wake, I love waking up early. Oof. I wish I liked it. But like 9 p.m. Like I'm done. Like, I'm yeah. Like, Going so to my sleep. new job, I start now at 6 a.m. And uh, so I have to get up at 4.30. And I, like, wake up the most awake I've ever woken up for any job. Ever. Oh, my gosh. And I'm not in, just so you know, Madeline already knows, I don't usually get home. Like, during the week, I'm not getting home until almost 11 p.m. So I'm not getting, I'm not getting a ton of sleep. But I just, oh like, wake gosh. up and I'm like, hello, world, I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's rough for me. It's not. All right, camping or glamping? Glamping. I do not camp. I need a running water and a bathroom. Yeah, that's nice. Luxuries. But I'm a boy mom, so like I feel like I'm going to have to like wrap we, my head around this camping thing at some point. Yeah. We used to camp all the time, like for whole weekends. And I remember one of my friends was like, how do you poop while you're camping? And I was like, I never have to go while we're camping. <laughs> Yeah, you really? just hold it, hold it in. 
Yeah, I just, I mean, I pee a lot, but. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you gotta figure it out. I That's love weird. glamping, but I would choose glamping. Mm-hmm. I like a shower. Depends on where I'm at. If I'm like here near Dallas glamping because there's air conditioning. That's true. But if I'm like back where I'm from, it cools down to the 40s in the midsummer at night. So I'm like, I'm about the camping and the blow up mattress on the ground. I would actually choose just like staying at a hotel. That's <laughs> just like neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. Uh, football or baseball? Mm, football. Do you have a team? No, I, I wouldn't say I had a team. I mean, of course, I'm all about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm very loyal. I'm a I'm a Dallasite through and through. Yep. <laughs> so I'd have to go with the Cowboys. But, um, you know, I would also have to just say, like, I'm more of a soccer fan, and I never was. But my husband is a soccer coach and played college ball at Dallas Baptist. And, uh, you know, so, I you know, soccer is kind of my jam just because I like watching him play. That's cool. <laughs> Where do you see yeah, uh, right now he coaches at Braswell High School in Denton. I need, to, awesome. I need to see. I have a friend whose husband coaches soccer, and I don't know what city he's in. I'll come back to it. Uh, llamas or alpacas? Mm, oh, llamas. They're so popular right now. I love all the little llama I stuff you can know. buy at, at different stores. It's cute. They're so cute. They're kind of derpy. Uh, salty or sweet? salty all the way I could I, I really don't eat that much candy I mean I do sometimes but I go through little phases but I could down a whole bag of chips if you yeah. put it in front of me I feel like that's the thing it's either you like all kinds of sweets or you like chips it's like not even salty it's like you are a chips fan yes or you eat Ooh. all kinds of sugary things okay. that's right I'm all about the chips do you like dips I'm not even about dips. I just give me a potato, well, a bag of Ruffles potato chips, and like those are probably going to be gone in like an hour. Go ahead and um, tell everybody where they can find you guys on social Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, we are actually continuing the efforts of growing our social media. So you can find us on Facebook at Dallas Mom's Best Friend Dallas slash Fort Worth. And also on our Instagram. Um, so just super active on both of those and really trying to connect with. Uh, more families via social media and digital marketing, especially that's another way we kind of pivoted during COVID is, man, we went have, had to go straight digital marketing. So um, that's been really fun to navigate. So definitely find us on our social media pages, really trying to build a presence there and um, have some fun giveaways coming up there. So, yeah. That's awesome. Way. And all of our all of our contact information is in our bios, website, everything like that. Perfect. I'm glad y'all are doing more digital marketing. That's really good. Yes, we're excited. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking yeah, with us today. You. This was great, and I really hope it reaches an audience that will it will help because this is a service that is pretty essential for a lot of people. So. Well, thank you so much. Beautiful. This is so much Cheers. fun. I literally had the yes. best afternoon with y'all. And Good. I love your podcast. Have listened to all of the episodes. So keep them coming. And um, and we're going to keep promoting that for sure. Thank you so much. Have a all good right. day. Thank you. Bye. 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 All right, that's a wrap. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. You can find us on social media at Creative Banter Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can email us at creativebanterpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can find our website at creativebanter.wix.com slash podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.